episode 86, Open the Doors. You're listening to The Game Changers with Jason Jennings. Leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention. Now, here's worldwide best-selling author and speaker, Jason Jennings, and your host, Dale Dixon. Welcome to The Game Changers, the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential. I'm your host, Dale Dixon. Jason Jennings, great to be with you again. Dale, great to be with you. And if people ever knew, because of the difference in time zones we're in, uh, what time we're doing some of these, it would bring a smile to their face. Well, it's uh, it's a fun opportunity to get to have the conversation. Uh, I think we both have radio backgrounds, and uh, I know that uh, I opened up a radio station back in the day. Enough times that getting up early in the morning doesn't bother me that much. Well, great. All right. Well, I guess we get into it. So there we go. Uh, We're talking about open the doors, basically transparency. I'm looking forward to this conversation today. Specifically, I have a second role where I'm an executive in the Better Business Bureau, and we have standards for businesses. And we, we really believe that when businesses live up to these standards, we're all much better for it, the rising tide raises all boats. One of those standards, transparency. And we've had fun conversations with companies about it and the importance of it, but a lot of, it leaves a lot of people scratching their heads. What is transparency? What does it look like? So I'm looking forward to this episode to getting some clarity around transparency. And it really starts with this conversation, starts with your book, Think Big, Act Small. So lay the foundation for us and and how what we're going to talk about is re- in regards to transparency and how it comes out of Think Big, Act Small. Okay. Well, for the book Think Big, Act Small, which the first edition actually came out seven or eight years ago, we studied about 70,000 companies in the United States looking for those companies that had increased their revenues double digits every year organically for 10 years without a miss. And uh, studying almost 100,000 companies, uh, the list was only 120. And then one of my researchers said, well, there has to be another test as well. There's got to be a profit test. So let's see how many of them had increased their profits double digits every year for 10 years. And so our list went from almost 100,000 to 120 down to 10 companies. And uh, the book was a huge success when it came out. And uh, incidentally, about four years ago, the publisher came back to me and said, you know, the book continues to sell why don't we do an update? And so we went back to these same 10 companies and presto, we discovered, and this you've got to remember the, the Great Recession was going on at this point in time uh, when we were researching the second edition. All of these 10 companies throughout the Great Recession had continued to achieve double-digit annual growth on the top line and on the bottom line organically. One of the companies we identified is Sonic Drive-Ins. Now, one of the things I look at is where people listen to our podcast, and when we're talking about sonic drive-ins, many people might not know what a drive-in is. So in America, uh, we have a class of restaurant where you uh, drive your car into a covered parking lot or covered little shelters, and you pick up a telephone or you speak into a microphone, and you place your order, and uh, miraculously, a few minutes later, uh, somebody skates out or walks out with your tray and hooks it to the side of your car window, and you all eat in the car. The category was basically created by uh, A&W Root Beer uh, many, many years ago in the United States. Well, Sonic Drive-Ins has uh, 3,500 restaurants, and it's an absolutely incredible company headed by their CEO and longtime chairman and CEO, Cliff Hudson. And so this is where I got an incredible lesson, transparency. And it just made me smile and it brought a whole new awareness about what transparency really is. 
So we arranged the interviews with Sonic and myself and one of my researchers, Brian Salon, uh, traveled to Oklahoma City where they're headquartered, a, a lovely area of town called Bricktown where they've got a great baseball stadium. And Sonic is headquartered in, in an old brick building in, in Bricktown. And uh, we announced ourselves at reception. We're here to spend time with Cliff Hudson, your CEO. And we were directed to go to the third floor, and the elevators are down this way. So we walk down the hall. We get in the elevators. We get out the elevators in the third floor. And we start walking toward a reception desk. And there's a man sitting behind the reception desk. And uh, I always kind of like uh, poke some fun at myself about this because I, uh, you know, I had had two best-selling books. It was the first time it had ever happened. And I was probably, I hate to admit it, Dale, I was probably a little taken with myself. Uh, that's a bad thing to ever be. And so I, I walked up to the reception desk and the man was sitting there and I said, uh, hello, I'm Jason Jennings, the author. I'm here to see Cliff Hudson. Uh, would you please let him know that we're here? And the man looks at me and he says, well, I'm Cliff Hudson, the CEO. But my friends just call me Cliff. Good to meet you. And this is my desk. Right out in the and middle said, of in the open. In the reception desk. Yeah. And I said, I said, what are you talking about? He said, well, reception desk is my office. And I said, well, wait a minute. What are you talking about? And he said, well, the story is, he said, somebody went out on leave. The person who used to man this desk went out on leave uh, a year, year and a half ago. And he said, I just thought I'd uh, walk out here and spend a week or two out here. And he said, I absolutely loved it so much that uh, when the person came back from leave, uh, we gave them a promotion and gave them an office, and uh, I continued to sit out here in the reception area. And I said, now, okay, I said, now I've come across a lot of things. I've never come across this. I said, now, what do you do when you have to have private conversations? And he said something that I thought was brilliant and a put-down. Mr. Jennings, he said, we're a public company. He said, when public companies have private conversations, they're probably talking about things that they shouldn't be talking about. He said, there's nothing that I can't talk about out here at my reception desk. And I thought, this is absolutely remarkable. And so I continued the conversation with him. And uh, Cliff Hudson maintained at the time that other than a termination, which is pretty private and sensitive, or counseling, there's no reason for closed doors, that only bad things happen behind closed doors. So what happened is, I don't know if you've ever bought a blue car and all of a sudden you see that everybody else is driving a blue car uh, because you've got a heightened awareness. Well, all of a sudden, one of the things I became aware of is as I'm out there interviewing these great leaders of great companies, there are just no closed doors. In fact, on a couple of occasions, as I've been setting up recording devices to record our conversations with CEOs, I've said, now, do you want to close the door so we don't get... No, 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 no. Nobody will interrupt us. Uh, we like to keep doors open here. And the more I thought about it, Dale, the more I realized that the only reason to go behind closed doors, uh, other than terminating someone or counseling someone, which are very private things, and you can easily do that in the conference room... Uh, why would you want to close the doors? Well, you'd probably want to close the doors if you were sharing secrets that you didn't want anybody else to know. You might want to have closed doors if you're planning something illegal or shady. Or you might want to have uh, the doors closed if you're sharing the spoils that have been gained illegally or the wrong way. Or you might want to close the doors if you're plotting a palace revolt. Or you might want to keep the doors closed if you're keeping others in the dark. And I have concluded after this vast amount of research over the past 16 years that closed doors absolutely lead to a complete lack of transparency. It sends the wrong message.
And you don't find a lack of transparency when you're looking at the most successful companies in the world, plain and simple. No, in that's, fact, that's one, one of the consistent. No, in, in fact, yeah. In fact, one of the things that all of these companies that I've written about in all the books, remember, we've studied more than 220,000 companies, have interviewed more than 12,000. I think the number is actually now 12,600 CEOs and leading entrepreneurs around the world for the books. And uh, I mean, there are no closed doors and they are completely transparent. It's one of the root things that great companies share in common. Uh, because here's what happens. When you don't have transparency, there are consequences. And the consequences are you're not going to gain people's trust because you cannot have trust without truth. And people only trust someone to lead them if they always tell the truth. And so we find across the board Great companies are even transparent with suppliers. There's no haggling over the table and trying to get the best of someone. I mean, trying to do them in, trying to get them to lower their price for no reason at all other than the fact that it's a game. If you've got transparency with a supplier, you're able to say, all right, now when we buy this and put this thing together, here's the margin that we're going to try to get. Uh, by the way, what kind of margin do you need to make? Uh, so you can thrive and you can do well. And let's see, if we can get our margin and you can get the margin you need, guess what? Uh, we'll make things uh, work and we'll work together and things will be good for both of us. So one of the things I noticed, I remember I was in the middle of research for the book, Think Big, Act Small. And it wasn't at Sonic Drive-Ins, it was at another company. And I was coming to the end of my interviews. Sometimes I get giddy with, uh, with our findings. I, you know, I'm a pretty excitable person. And I remember getting out one of the day-long interviewing sessions and calling my publisher and Adrian Zackheim. And I remember the conversation. I said, I'm not sure if I can write about it in the book because I don't know how to put it into words. But, you know, there's something really different about these companies, Adrian. And he said, well, what is it? I said, the air is just fresher. The air is just cleaner inside these companies. You breathe easier inside these companies. It's absolutely palpable. I mean, there's no closed doors, there's no politics, there's nobody climbing up the ladder with their nose stuck up the bum of their superior on the rung ahead of them. I mean, it just doesn't exist in these great companies. And I think my advice today is I think one of the great things that people can do to begin the process of transparency is have a rule. We don't have closed doors here. It's a breath of fresh air. And it goes with your employees, it goes with your vendors, it goes with your customers. It's really... Uh, making it a habit to keep the doors open with everyone. Yeah, let yeah. the light shine in, I mean, and breathe freely. Oh, love it. Thank you so much. Well, the book is Think Big, Act Small, still relevant today, even though the uh, the most recent update for about four years ago or so. But uh, if you have not had a chance to pick this book up, definitely worth the read. And you can dive deeper into the research and how these companies are successful. So thank you so much, Jason. And uh, we'd love to have folks go into iTunes. If you have not done so already, subscribe. And we would love to hear you uh, also rate the podcast and leave a review within iTunes. That helps push the podcast up higher so, so more people find it, and uh, we would appreciate that. Any final words for us, Jason? Uh, yeah. Uh, if somebody wants to read Think Big, Act Small, and you go to Amazon, just make sure you buy the updated edition. It's got a red band across the top. It's in paperback, uh, and the red band says, uh, I don't know, worldwide bestseller or New York Times bestseller or something, but it's got a red band 
across the top. So make sure you get the updated paperback edition. And anybody can spring for the price of a paperback, and I think they'll love the book. Absolutely. All right. Thank you so much. Uh, great way for us to start thinking about making our businesses better, a game-changing way to make the business better this week. This is the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential. The Game Changers. Make it a great one. You've been listening to The Game Changers. Leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention with business thought leader, best-selling author, and keynote speaker, Jason Jennings. Read Jason's most recent New York Times bestseller, The Reinventors, and visit his website at jason-jennings.com. Dash Jennings.com.